0: Yeah, I think at one point they're like getting kicked out of a pool, and he just like throws like a lemon at a guy's face.
1: <laughs> <laughs> After it's he just knocks like, over the chair,
0: and the yeah. guy trips
1: over it, just like, like a
0: slapstick comedy. Exactly, it. <laughs> it's just like it's just like it's like it's like excessive mischief. These guys are up to like excessive yes. mischief.
2: What's up, skaters?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. What's up, skaters? Welcome back to another episode of Bent City. This one is number 37 or 38, depending on when I can figure out which one it is. With us today, we have novelist and essayist (laughs) Kyle Beachy from the great region of the Southwest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Hi, Ted. Hi. That's right. Uh, Native New Mexican, right? You get to claim it as soon as you visit. Desert guy. Through and through desert. And another desert guy we have from many references on this show, the esteemed Vert Button Podcast, and the wonderful, terrific, saving the world, skate nonprofit, skate after school, Tim Ward. Thank Thank you.
0: you. That's Event City. Right. Welcome. That's right. That's right. That's right. I'm here. I'm here for the crossover event that people have been waiting for. <laughs> for the crossover event that literally
1: zero people have asked for, we're <laughs> giving the people what they don't know they need. Uh, what we're going to engage in today is not about a skate video part, but something much longer from a from a longer uh, history than Nike's constant can draw from. It is a little bit of film criticism. <laughs> from the 2005 classic Lords of Dogtown. I think I think what we're going to do is we're going to go kind of through the business of of skate movies. Why are they so bad? And yeah, and taking this this one that is sort of unique outside of the grind uh Deck Dogs yeah. Street Dreams canon. Yeah. This one that sort yeah. of has a reputation as an actual movie and not as a, a, a sort of gimmick project, cash mm-hmm. grab from the Mountain Dew side of capital to, to get <laughs> uh, skateboarder money and to dissect this wonderful piece of skate media.
2: The thing I want to start with is that I sort of vaguely remembered this being spelled with a Z. So it was Lords of Dogtown. So I was a little disappointed when I pulled up the credits and it was actually spelled with an S. Yeah. That's kind of, that's my, that's my first, my first cut against this film. Um,
1: I'll come back with, with an extra piece that I think will make up for that. When this film, when the screeners uh, or not the screeners, but the, 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 the reels were shipped to the theaters. It was labeled extreme on the boxes that the, that, the, that the reels came on. I'm not fucking kidding about this.
0: The uh, the yeah spelling it with a Z seemed like such a layup. It's the Z boys. It's the Z the Z team. It's yeah. uh, it it was a what a miss. Yeah, and you got you got to you got to find someone
2: to point the finger at for that one. And it's it's probably our guy, the 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 man, this self mythologizing myth. Stacy Peralta. <laughs> yes. Who, um I imagine we're going to have several things to say about his role in both making this film and more importantly making this film about himself. Um which you, you know, as as a uh, soon to be memoirist, I have all sorts of conflicted feelings about. But let me say that the first thing that leapt out to me upon rewatching this movie is, my God, Stacy Peralta wrote this, and Stacy Peralta's character in this is exactly who to, who you would expect the character to be, knowing that grown up him wrote and made the movie.
1: Exactly <laughs> yeah. that. I think yeah. I think that's yeah. a great place to start because. I've actually read the aforementioned memoir. And what you have in there is a sort of uh, a nice treatment of any character. They've got these Mm -hmm. conflicts and they've got these dimensions. Mm -hmm. They have desires and they have flaws. What Stacey Peralta does (laughs) in this movie is writes like a blonde Jesus from Santa Monica. (laughs) Like his biggest flaw is he doesn't like it when people break his door handle. (laughs) He's a
2: little conflicted about all the winning he does. Yes,
0: yes, yes. No, Um, I think you guys, I think you guys missed. I think you guys missed in the beginning. You know, he wasn't good enough to be on the team and through hard work, he got there. Yeah. And so through
2: hard work and two and a half minutes of screen time, he got there. Yes. Yes, Through
0: hard work and... You know, saving up money at his job that he had uh he he was able to get good enough to be on the team, so yeah, I think he painted himself you know in that light of like he was like, hey, I wasn't as good as these guys yeah um uh-huh. uh, l- I wasn't we'll learn pirate. That he wasn't a pi-
1: he wasn't a pirate <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't a pirate um
2: that's right, no, it's true there is that there is the there is there are those shots of him going out back and working alone on his uh three sixty spins yeah um and so you're right, there's a montage element to it um, mm-hmm. which he gave himself.
1: <laughs> yeah, pick great. pick yourself up he's, from your slip-on He's on also, straps. he's the biggest yep. winner. He's the <laughs> biggest
2: winner and the biggest bootstrapper. So he's <laughs> kind of a dream a dream candidate,
1: really. He, yes. Let's kind of get into it. I'll get I'll give some backstory or some some context for the film, not for I guess the 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 cultural time it came out in <laughs> um, but it's 2005. It comes out after the documentary also made by Stacy Peralta called Dogtown and the Z-Boys, which, fine documentary, like, I don't have, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I, I don't have the sorts of criticisms that I do from from this kind of um, big-budget motion picture. It's not that big of a budget, considering, but from a, you know, right. studio picture. And it actually had David Fincher initially connected to it, uh, it like, in a, in a producing role, and, and he was potentially picking the director's. His his production designer, who had just released her her debut film 13, which was actually really well received, co-written with uh, Nikki Reed, who plays K- uh, Kathy Alva in this. Um, this is uh Catherine Hardwick. And so she 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 stepped in to direct this movie after it had kind of already had some pieces fall into place, but but it's always been a sort of Stacey Peralta brainchild. It's you know, it's not only his story, it's it comes from this sort of universe that makes late seventies skateboarding the, the, the center of this whole thing that we love. Um, and she comes in totally competent director. And what she makes is a movie that what I want to say is what makes it different than grind and street dreams. It has the flourishes and the touches and the colorings of somebody with, with cinematic vision. It's got, it's grainy kind of, uh, 35 style it's got like it's muted colors like it it does all of these things that a big that a big film like should utilize to to make an impactful story you know that 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 uses the medium whereas like a grind it just looks like a fucking commercial you know it just is like very obvious yeah. that yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, piece yeah. of garbage whereas she you know is kind of in this van sant school of of having these of doing these kind of like gritty dramas and that's where they kind of want to couch skating in it said it's this gritty outlaw thing um but that i think is what makes this film so offensive Uh,
0: (laughs) this beautiful film is uh, so offensive
1: yes it it says I'm a real movie and you go oh yeah you look like
0: a real movie yeah it's uh oh cool this is a real movie about skate oh he wrote off the roof this is not a real movie about skateboarding (laughs) yes right
2: right and that's the opening credits right I mean that's that's like the opening sequence. that's what I mean you're you're like you're like
0: oh you know what I think they finally did it this time they finally got oh nope he wrote off the roof barefoot I'm <laughs> <laughs> yes, With, within the first thirty seconds, we're
1: we're we're doing the
0: exposition. You're
1: meeting this cast of characters, and and that's exactly right. It's like they want to show that these guys are a little gnarlier than your regular Southern Californians, and so to get to the surf at uh, Santa Monica Pier or whatever the fuck it is, somewhere in Venice, I don't know. The graffiti pit wasn't there. It's Dogtown. It's Dogtown, baby. <laughs> they, it's Dogtown, baby. You have. Stacy kind of just like doing his regular thing and like getting out early because, like, you know, he's a hard worker tying his shoes
0: up and uh straightening his collar, heading out. Uh, I don't remember if that's what he's doing in the movie, but that's what yeah. I imagine he was doing,
1: yeah. And then t- Tony <laughs> Alva comes from kind of like a hard ass dad situation, you know, and and he's skating, but but right away, J Boy Adams played by Emil Hirsch bomb drops off a roof barefoot. You're like, yeah, I know, yeah. this is pre urethane wheels and like you can tell he's wearing uh cosmic
0: like shoes that are made to look like bare feet. Well, (laughs) and it's also pre rolling off roofs. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's, it's, it's very not of the period of when people started rolling off roofs. Like the, the, you know, the, the thrill of it all movie will be kind of when we start that phase of, uh, skate movies, but
1: yeah, yeah. So, Whatever we see him, Emil Hirsch is going down with his surfboard, barefooted. Actually, with one shot, not, I'm not a continuity cop, but but I will just say that in one shot he's barefoot, in another one he has slip-ons back to bare feet. So at some point he was like, ah, oh, fuck, I gotta like put my shoes on for a second. But they get down. Wait, I'm sorry,
2: I'm sorry. Just just interrupt for a second. Did you notice? Speaking of continuity, did you notice later in the not to get ahead of ourselves, extremely heartwarming scene where um, the the friend. Uh, who? Uh, wh- what is his name? Sid. Um, the w- Sid who has the the brain tumor. Yeah. Um. And he's down. Spoiler. The, they bring him down. Sorry. Yeah. They bring him <laughs> down into the pool and they skateboard around him two very different dogs in those shots oh, there's wow. a dog that's like on the deck and then they cut again and it's a totally different dog it's <laughs> dog was, town dude just, <laughs> it's just they're, dog they're, town, they're all guess, over yeah. the place
1: <laughs> um yeah so, <laughs> so
2: but sorry please yeah keep going
1: well Bye, we bad. well so so we're so we're introduced to our you know our three musketeers they're a little, they're a little rugged, except for Stacy. He's kind of clean cut, but he's got long hair. So it's like, ha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they 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 make it down to the pier, and that's where you realize surfing or skating is just kind of like their way to get to surfing. Surfing is their passion. But they're introduced to to locals-only surf Nazi culture right away. And uh they they meet uh, Skip Engbloom, played by Heath Ledger, the late great. I don't know how you guys feel, but I actually do feel like the the only redeeming qualities of this movie are delivered by the professionals, which I will like say, like Catherine Hardwick, like it has like a good visual style. I think just like in general, mm. the shots of like the mm-hmm. guy in the sky sucks. But the only the only scenes that work are with uh, Heath Ledger, except, you know, he has some terrible lines, though, and Every terrible line, remember, written by Stacey Peralta. <laughs> I think,
0: I, I think, uh, like Heath Ledger's, you know, his, uh, his like voice and his like, a- like, I always think it's like when they make, um, when they make like movies about real life stuff, there's always this, like, this emphasis on like nailing it, you know, and like nailing yeah. how the person looked and how they acted. But really, that's only for the people that knew that person back then. <laughs> Yeah. It's like for us, it's just kind of distracting because I'm like, why is Heath Ledger talking like that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like he he yeah. he's 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 he talks like it's like like it's in some way kind of difficult for him to speak or like hurts him to speak, yeah, which is like man. That, that's that's all fi- I mean, and again, nothing if if that's the if that is uh how the real skip sounded, like that's awesome that he did it. But it's really kind of like that part of like nailing it in movies is just for the people that knew that person to be like whoa well, he, he really captured his essence and it's like i don't know we're just people watching a movie well
2: i will say that uh, skip engbloom i mean i remember him he he's a real kind of sleeper star of dogtown and the z boys the, the documentary that preceded this yeah whatever we're going to call this cinematic experience, um, by four <laughs> years. Right. Um, and I think that's maybe just for a little bit of, uh, additional clarity for a generation maybe who's not exposed to this movie, like Dogtown and the Z boys came out in 2001 and it just, it ruled like, it was super cool. It was a yeah. super cool thing to see. The soundtrack was like the last era of big budget soundtracks. Um, I guess this film itself tried to kind of, you know, re up on that project but yeah, it was like I was
0: going to mention that it was super
2: cool and Skip Engblom is in it and his character um is it Engblom or Engblom Skip is in it and his he the character he cuts is just like super charming like the way they edited that documentary they mm-hmm. gave him like one liners he's like a super sharp sort of fuck it all guy who's also capable of saying like hey here's what Dogtown was, there was this line of demarcation. It was essentially like a socioeconomic distinction. Like he, he manages to be both charming and insightful and kind of a, you know, a visual and auditory like, um, candy because he does talk with this sort of, um, I don't even know what to call it. It's like a, it's like a Southern California
1: draw a uh, growl. Yeah.
2: Like, yeah. It's like a drawl that's also sort of tight. Like there's a, there's a something to it. Yeah. And Ledger tries to do that, but it feels to me that Ledger is, like, I don't think the young Skip talked that way. I think, like, older (laughs) documentary Skip reflecting on Dogtown from his youth spoke that way, but Ledger, like, carried it into whatever he's supposed to be in the movie, I guess in his, like, mid-20s, like, low-30s. I'm not sure, but it's a weird effect, and it's a bummer because Ledger is so good, and he's super good in this movie when
1: he's silent. Yeah, um, I, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. The, the subtle moments are really the only redeeming ones. <laughs>
2: yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I don't know. I mean, Skip seems like a cool, a cool character um, that you know they gave to Ledger because Ledger was like, it, it, he was the big name in this. Yes, because Rebecca De Mornay, God bless her, is is no longer, uh, you know, demands the sort of um, salary and audiences that she once did.
0: Which yeah. one is she? Which one is she?
2: Jay's mom, yeah, gotcha, gotcha, yeah, 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 yeah. But Emil Hirsch was good. I liked Emil Hirsch. I thought Did, Jay as Jay Adams.
1: I I feel like there are people who are Emil Hirsch people. Like he's yeah. one of the most polarizing actors. Like he's like a Paul Dano, or he's not as good as Paul Dano, but Ooh. he's like a he's like a Paul Dano mm-hmm. or like a Jesse Eisenberg. Where it's like either you think that he does it like a really good job, or just who yeah. he is and what he looks like is hateful like you hate him yeah. like <laughs> inside yeah. hate so we get down to the we we get down to the pier and that's where the the boys are kind of like put through the the ringer of being like no the the grown-up surf and then you guys are the yeah. grommets and uh yep. they they call they call this one area this is like where we get our first awful piece of dialogue uh, it says about
2: like you're backyard. on funeral he, he, duty he, he, or something like that yeah
0: yeah like, no he, he gives them all an assi- he gives them all an assignment like one of them is like cleaning the dock one of them is lo- keeping it out for the parking lot to to make sure it's locals only yeah where where like right. I wanted to point out that he actually does the motion in the parking lot where he like puts his hands <laughs> on his eyes and like looks around <laughs> <laughs> it's so silly like he's on parking lot duty and he's literally like scanning the parking lot for yeah. like non for valves. <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> um for and uh vows. and then the other the other one is on uh, uh which duty is he on he's on yeah he has to get the boards before they hit the uh like the oh, like, the pillars the piers yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that's, that's they, the bo- yeah. that's the boneyard that's where they like that's the dangerous part oh right? uh, yeah that makes
1: sense why that's called the yeah. boneyard because the broken boards the the the, the uh, pieces go yep. but anyways the boys yeah. are mad about it and and i think it's da he goes i ain't slurp surfing some sloppy seconds and then it's like, uh, okay, well then you guys just listen to them without a fight and then you just do. (laughs) So yeah, Yeah. uh, it's, it's fine. It's great. They, they set this up and then
2: I think we could probably give, we could give a very broad overview, right? Which is that these unlikely heroes become the ragtag bad boys of the skate contest circuit. Yeah. And very quickly in their rise, they find that their their personalities clash and they fall apart and they separate um, and they go their own ways and they have very different lives very quickly. And then they are drawn back together um, by the 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 sort of dying wish of their friend Sid, yes. um, who in real life was a guy named Dino um, and. They're they're brought back together and um, they they reunite to skate a bowl one last time, which is the biggest fiction of the whole thing, right? Like in fact, when these real life uh, ascendant skaters went their own way, they basically stopped talking to each other for the rest of their lives, and they remained alienated from each other for most of their lives. So this is something else that Stacy has given us, as fictitious as dropping off a roof, um, which is that these guys were reunited because of their dying friend.
1: Yes. Sid. And that's what's so hard about this movie because it, it wants to operate in two two yeah. distinct worlds. Because there's the fiction of of you know, the business that you're doing when, when you when you make a fiction is that you're saying, like, here are the parameters from which these people are humans. They've got human motivations and stuff, but but the events and stuff are are all contained within themselves. The the characters aren't the actors and, and stuff like that. But then they constantly keep doing this bullshit where they put the actual Jay Adams in a scene. They put Tony <laughs> right. Hawk as an astronaut in there, because, like as a yeah. wink and a nod <laughs> through the fiction into like, uh,
0: but you know, like Tony's a skater, like right. you and Johnny fucking Knoxville. Yes, yes, and yeah, I, jo- Johnny Knoxville in like a in what looks like a terrible Halloween costume. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, and I think
1: they were trying to wrap. That's like a marketing thing where they're trying to wrap it up to capture some of those extreme dollars. You know, like with the Capital X extreme. Yeah. and you're like, okay, so is this a world, or is this this my world that you're saying this is happening right. in? Like you're. You're mixing you're crossing signals here and not in like some sort of like trippy genre bending medium expanding way just in like a kind of haphazard like starfuckery way <laughs> and yeah i I just think that there are so many scenes in this that's just like they they're constantly attempting to show the reality of of w- what skating was then, but every Every moment is made literal through the dialogue,
0: like where they just say the stakes of every scene. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite one of those is, one of my favorite one of those is like, and sorry if we're just jumping around or whatever, but one of my favorite one of those is when they first go to the the pool for the first time. Tony Alva takes them to the pool. Like, they don't know where they're going. And he's (laughs) like, he's like,
1: this wave breaks 24 hours a day, every day. And you know what, bros? We're going to be the first to ride it. Yeah, he like makes (laughs) a point like he
0: hasn't even skated in it yet. Like for all he knows, like the wheels just break apart when you when they touch that material. (laughs) But he hasn't skated it yet. But he's dead set that first of all, he scouted the pool. He might have emptied it. He knew about it. All his best friends had no idea what he was up to that day. He found it. He knew when it was was good to go. Never, never at any point tried to skate it even by himself while he was doing all this prep time. And he gets and he gets them there. And he's so sure that this is going to work. And he's like, we're going to be the first ones to ride it. And like, that's like that just like, yeah, like you said, it's like so literal. It's like, it, he even like emphasizes first when he says he's like, we're going to be the first ones to ride it. It's like, yeah. because he doesn't want to yeah. surf the sloppy seconds. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's important to him, as we learned in the beginning. Did, did you guys see like all the foreshadows too? Like, I, I noticed when I watched it the second time that like there's all these like, there's like funny foreshadows to like what's coming next where like when Mitch Hedberg, which is another moment that kind of takes you out of things, um, when you're like, Oh, Mitch Hedberg, it, it did he invent the urethane wheel? Did he just like get them? Like what? But anyway, um, and he, God, those people, when they're in those movies, must be like, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I okay, I bring a bag of wheels in and like everyone's like, and I'm, cha- just, I'm changing the world. Just four
2: wheels. Yeah. Four wheels in one paper bag. And he like, here he pro- boy. probably
0: took him a few times to like, under, like remember like the word urethane. And it's like, that's such an important word. But like, he's like, so I'm bringing these wheels in and like, what, I'd like changed the world or something. Like I changed skateboarding. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but like, there's these four shows. He's, he's like, He's like, hey man, these wheels grip, and like they emphasize like grip, like like that's gonna be important later when they're gripping the side of the pools. Like, these yeah, gri- yeah, these yeah, wheels, yeah. and they grip. It's like, how how you just invented them five seconds ago? How do you know that they grip? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and
1: yeah, that and like that that that's the problem they need to be solving, which is that their wheels like are metal or clay or bullshit and and just slide and yeah. suck. Yeah, I I don't know the problem with it. Constantly is that every time somebody opens their mouth, they say something fucking stupid, (laughs) like, yeah, um, almost without fail. There's not one scene of of natural and not that it not. I don't mean natural in the way that we talk in real life, but like of natural dialogue that you like have in a movie yeah. where people are like exchanging ideas. Normally, everything is hyper emphasized to like give you the like. And these ones grip like yeah they, yeah, yeah. Everything has like underlines and italics and shit like the way that they 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 talk through that movie.
2: So if our sort of guiding question for this episode is like, what? why does this movie suck and, or stink? Why does this movie stink? And why generally do skateboard movies stink? I think you've just hit on one of, one of the key things, which is like, what, what, what bad, bad dialogue is, is a lack either of like, writing chops, right? Like there are people who are bad at writing dialogue. However, this is a Hollywood script. And like any Hollywood script, it was run through a whole machine of like readers and script doctors and people who came in to punch up the dialogue. Um, So, you know, bad dialogue Is generally bad because of some misconception, Um, and the general misconception that that seems to be most prevalent is that like we don't trust the audience to fucking understand, and so we're going to use dialogue as an opportunity to explain things. Yeah. Um, and I think with skateboarding movies, we see that more than even with like action movies, because generally speaking, Hollywood thinks that skater audiences are stupid, and they think that people who are not skaters who are in the audience of a movie like this need to be convinced to care about it because there's like this basic failure of caring that if you're not a skater, why would you care about this? Yes. Um, And so what they do is they keep telling us the stakes over and over again. And they try to like spoon feed us that these wheels grip.
1: Yeah.
0: And (laughs) it's like,
2: yeah, we right.
1: (laughs) And, and Uh, hey, what, 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 if we make a skateboard, we could make some money like right e- everything is everything is so fucking like flattened and you're like okay so like you and stesic were just like at the practice at the ditch just like laying out the like the very <laughs> plain terms of your your business mm-hmm. proposal for Zephyr like you know they very well may could have said this stuff and and it's fine but when it's said when
0: every scene is said like that it's um yeah. It, well, they, they start. They start talking about that like three seconds after the crew starts skating. They're like, "Hey, man, if we if we sold these boards, we'd we'd, we'd they'd fly off the shelves." It's like you're with the 12 skateboarders on the planet right now. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, you're right. the, all of the right. skateboarders in California are at the ditch with you. You yeah. don't know if it goes right. beyond that, but they're like, "This is going to be a hit." And they start talking about there's money in this. Like five minutes after the whole crew starts skating, it's just it, it's yeah, like you said, yeah. it's like. It's a, it's, it, they, there's no time for any, like, I don't, I, I, the other thing. Yeah. Anyway, it's like, it just, it all happens so deliberately and quickly right after each other.
1: Yes. And
0: it's all like that. And it's like, yeah, man, if you win this
1: contest, it's going to be, you know, that's always the conceit of any skate movie. If you
0: win this contest,
1: then all the treasures
0: of the world are yours. It's just like, yeah, I thought, I thought about, you just mentioned like, it's always like, there's always that that aspect of this movie, I think I want to, I, wa- I wanted to kind of like propose the idea of like a, a, a bingo card for like this and every other skate movie that, <laughs> yeah. that like that, like all the tropes that exist in every skate movie. And then you just kind of like, you try to go through and like, do your bingo. You're like, Oh, hit somebody with a skateboard. Check. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> yep. Right. Parents right. don't understand. Check. Uh, you know, um, run away, uh, run away from the cops. Check. <laughs> run away from the cops. Yes. Uh, choose between the the girlfriend and the skateboard. Check like all of that is like uh, all the all the movie tropes like on a bingo card and and like you said, w- winning the comp the competition is is always on that and it's like there's a lot of skaters who've never entered a contest, n- let alone won one. Uh, yeah. And uh, anyway, yeah. it's just kind of funny. Yeah.
2: yeah th- so so get it. This is something we see we we see with like other other forms of activity that blur some sort of line, right? I mean, and, you know, come with me for a moment as we talk about The Karate Kid, um, (laughs) the film North Shore, which is about surfing, Mm -hmm. um, and the film Rad, which is about BMX biking, right? Like, all of those are either about or include some combination thereof of, you know, stranger comes to town, like fish out of water, like... Uh, this isn't where I normally do karate. I'll have to do it differently here. Or this isn't how I rollerbladed back home. This is what rollerblading is like here in Cincinnati. Like there's some sort of like adapting to as the new guy, or it's just the absolute bare extreme laziness, which is contests, like contest, contest, contest. Um, And so – for whatever reason, those are the only stories that we ever get with activities like surfing, skateboarding, uh, rollerblading, BMXing, even karate, Even (laughs) even fucking dancing. Yes, I mean, yeah. Like the only things that we know how to do are tell the same fucking story and wrap it up in the, in the like gilded paper of whatever the world is, whether that's Uh, inline skating or BMXing or ballet or whatever it is. Like the stories we tell are so fucking boring and dumb. And Stacy Peralta, this is the dumbest of them all. (laughs) This is the, the, I'm sorry, but this is the fucking top, tier dumb fucking skateboarding movie it is dumber than grind it's dumber than hard flip it's dumber than north (laughs) hollywood it's so fucking dumb yeah and i can't believe that this is what you did after making i mean this is dumber than animal chin and animal chin was like Ironic. Yeah. yeah, I can't believe this film. It's so bad.
1: Yes. And, and part of it is that because it always attempts to translate the authentic kind of like outlaw experience of skating. Right. And, right. And, and can't help but punch it to 11. And, and that is constantly in conflict with this being sort of a, a Van Santian kind of like gritty indie drama. And like, I swear, to, I swear to God, this is what I noticed through the film. Multiple times they had to leave a scene was because they caused a commotion. Like they hit, like you just hear <laughs> sirens, or they hit somebody's car. Hey!
2: Here. Kiss my ass! Yeah. Come here.
1: You're the or they've they just have they always bump into something with a skateboard and and that's what makes them leave. It happens six or seven times. Like these fucking clumsy motherfuckers can't get from point A to point B unless somebody has literally like kicked them out of the premises from the first board, you know, like skip watches them walk out the shop and then you hear crash
0: sirens Hey, we're supposed to be keeping them out of trouble. Yep, yep, yeah, and they lock them yep. they lock them out after they, after they put right after they get put on the team. Yeah, but it's like that's yeah. supposed
1: to be like we do we do deal with the police, we do deal with property owners, but it's like we don't fucking like bang into their shit and then be like we got to go. We got to go.
0: Yeah, I think at one point they're like getting kicked out of a pool, and he just like throws like a lemon at a guy's face. (laughs) (laughs) After he knocks over
1: the chair, and the guy trips over it, just like slapstick
0: comedy. Exactly. It's just like it's just like it's like it's like excessive mischief. These guys are up to like excessive mischief.
1: Yes, and that that sort of like Buster Keaton Three Stooges slapstickery is just always. Always fucking in conflict with, you know, any sort of like real, con- like real drama, real human exchange. Yeah. What what I think would would be good is to look at the ways in which they they do mythologize these characters, uh, if I can, and okay, to shoot some of the problems with them because I I really did have like character analyses in which why this <laughs> seemed so like masturbatory on the part of Stacy Peralta and also. There's a funny last laugh he has with J Boy's title credit. It, that's what I want to do with 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 another one of these problems, which is they set up these characters, and I think fundamentally what makes them so bad and weird is that again, like we alluded to earlier, Stacy is writing himself. He's like he's like doing revisionist history, and what comes right. out of his his project is this guy who's actually from a Gus Van Sant movie, John Robinson, he literally is just constantly doing the right thing. Like that's all right. he does, all movie. So when he's like writing his friends, like being dickheads, he's like this moral voice. And his his yeah. ultimate problem is that he's like too realistic and too kind to be with these outlaws and yeah. he works a job. That's why he's an outcast in the beginning. That's why the Z-Boys don't... He doesn't fit with Skip and them. You
0: know, he says yeah, he's I mean, not a pirate. He literally has to leave the session to go to work, and they're all, like, clowning on him for that.
1: Yeah, and because he wears a watch. Then mm-hmm. he he has the love triangle with Kathy Alva and, and, and Jay Adams. And his biggest failing in that situation is that she wants to, like, make out with him and, like, maybe do sexual stuff. And he's like, "No, I can't hear." Also, it's weird to just be like doing sexual stuff to somebody in the front yard while a whole party's watching. But nonetheless, he's just like, "No, I can't. I just wanted you." And then, yeah,
0: yeah. I just wanted to be yeah. with you. I'm, I'm, I am w- i i will not roll around in the grass with you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And
2: so. Like, uh, s- so maybe one of the things to add to that is that he's not in the documentary because of course he's making the documentary, right? So yeah. the documentary film focuses on the distinction between the two very obviously interesting characters, Tony Alva and Jay Adams, right? Like yeah. as far as characters go, those are the yeah. ones that we know. Um and so I sort of wonder how much of the Stacy that we see on the screen, young Stacy with his beautiful locks, mm-hmm. um how much of that is like this sort of, uh, I don't know, I don't want to project psychology onto the writer here, but there, there is a real feeling like th- th- this story was told as the story of two people and Stacy didn't like that. And so the third person really had to get in there. But the problem is, is that that dynamic between those two is so wonderful because they're they're opposites, right? I mean, yeah. it's like rugged street guy, Jay Adams, who's just in it to try new things and push the sport and, and see where it takes him. And then yeah. there's beautiful Tony Alva, who's all about cocaine and um, limousines and like doing his signature move over and over again. Yeah, Stacy Peralta does not fit. He has no place in that story, and yeah. so his character ends up being just totally fucking redundant and boring.
1: <laughs> yes, at every t- oh god, every time he shows up, you know, later on after after his thing with Kathy Alva is done, he's at the beach with his with his new girlfriend, and like some tough guys start walking up, and he's like, get in the car, like you know, like taking care, you know, like being like the he's he's constantly being. And I'm not saying, you know, like what would make him interesting is if he like fed his girlfriend to the wolves or whatever. But what I'm saying is that the only thing you see yeah. from him is making either a a morally right or a, or a pragmatic choice. Like even when he gets those corporate right. sponsorships, it's like, well, this makes sense because like I, right. I care about my future.
2: And the story of skateboarding doesn't need that. Doesn't yeah. need that character.
1: Yes, exactly. Like that's
2: like if this is the story of how skateboarding came to be, you've just made that story less dramatic, less interesting, in the name of injecting yourself into the documentary that you weren't part of because you were behind the camera. <laughs> yes. And that's sort of like 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 writer 101, maybe like, maybe don't don't make a makeup film. To compensate for the fact that you had to make the other film and therefore couldn't interview yourself. Yes.
1: Yeah, uh, I yeah. Yeah, that's right. And I, I guess, yeah, I think redundancy is just the issue. But what makes a character or a human being is somebody who is who is of two minds with things, who who mm-hmm. needs to constantly be navigating a world that pulls them in. Conflicting directions, which is like you want to. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like sometimes, being a good brother means being a, a a bad son, or it's just like there's just all sorts of weird things about the world. And if you just always do the thing that makes sense and is good, it's like this is it's just flatlined and and weird, and it's very like almost yeah, it's self-aggrandizing. It's very moralizing. It's very like. It's it's almost inhuman in a weird way. Well, what's Uh, weird, uh, uh,
0: like kind of along those lines. I mean, there was like little, like there was almost like little hints of a story to that character. Like they have that scene where they show his dad like drinking in the daytime, kind of implying that his dad was like, yeah, kind of implying his dad was like an alcoholic, but maybe just like a little bit of an excessive drinker. Like it wasn't like some (laughs) dramatic scene. Um, it was just like his dad, uh, making a joke about drinking during the day, and he's he rolls his eyes at him, and then you know, he, he acts like he's above being on the Zephyr team because he's got a job and he's like, he thinks skips, he he acts like he thinks skips kind of a loser. Cause he's like, he's like, yeah, there's a benefits of having a job kind of thing. And then, but then he like right. gets in the car. He's like, he called me, bro. He called, he doesn't call anyone, bro. <laughs> like he wants to be on the team so bad, but he's before even being there, he's like, acts like he's above it. Kind of.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also that's another one of those cases where they're like, oh, you know why it's important that he
0: called you bro? Because Skip and Bloom doesn't call anybody bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, right, um, right. Like it's right. known, it's like, it's like whoa, that dude it, doesn't call anyone bro. It's like, yeah. no one but, probably did back but, then. But,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Just to get back to a thing we brought up earlier, which was like one of the real challenges of this film is time management, right? Like it it makes things happen so quickly so the very first party they throw for themselves because they're on the cover of skateboarder is also the party where each of them gets an offer to do something you know like yes it's a it's a it's a little fierce in what we would call it's compacting of time yes. um one of the other main also things also black is,
1: flag is there and like i don't think that they're right, like a big band right at the top.
2: <laughs> like the, but, the other thing that, that would help this time management aside from like that sort of editorial choice to cram everything into like this night, all this happened. Yeah, Um And so, and you know, this sort of ham fisted reunion skate, which we know again is not part of real life that, that in fact, Dino or Dino, the, the, the dude who actually is the source character for Skip um, passed away. Yeah, or so, for Sid, yeah. Um, before they, they reunited as friends. So, for Sid, sorry. Um, the other thing, though, and this is just back to Stacey Peralta's character, he we, we could cut 15 minutes of the film and devote that to other developments if we just take his whole thing like milk with toast, like middle of the road, doing the right thing story and just take it out of the movie. Yeah, because it's uninteresting and it takes up so much time.
1: Yeah. Or yeah, he should just be relegated to like like uh, Shogo Kubo played by the Nuge. We get we get some Don Nugent <laughs> by by way of uh, hippie jump in the alley and other just general thrashing. Um well, yeah. Well, yeah. I like the noodle in this movie.
0: Along those lines too, and this is kind of a personal thing, but I'm friend, or I I'm shouldn't say I'm friends with. I was friends with, I haven't talked to her in years and years, but was friends with the actress who played and did the skating for um Peggy Oki's character in the movie. And I I just met her through some mutual friends, and it was before the movie came out. So I knew that she was in the movie and that um Yeah that but I think when the movie got finalized she her kind of lines and and her any any bit of the story that was about her got taken out um but even still just as you said it's like they do they do so much to include the stacy peralta story which isn't really much of a story he just kind of was like a, a <laughs> just kills a, a, it. <laughs> a decent guy who was around um <laughs> and then later on obviously like he was just a decent guy who was around but it's like it's like can we hear from the woman in the crew? <laughs> yeah. Like what yeah. what was up with yep. what, I, like that sounds like it might be a a story worth telling. Um but anyway, it's just mm-hmm. like it, full background character like the mo, you know as most of them are they're they're almost extras in the movie. You know yeah. what I mean? Um
1: Yeah, that and I looked into it a little bit which is I think Kathy Alpha's participation in the crew is a little bit uh, ramped up and it was to include Nikki Reed, um, who the part was basically written for, because that was uh mm. Catherine Hardwick's writing partner on her her first feature. And I actually thought that the Kathy Alva thing was fine. Like I thought that was good and 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 it like kind of like bonded them, you know, like, and that's usually how like kind of groups work. Like if people are of the same age, you know, you kind of stick with the same people. Yeah. You end up, you know, that that's how relationships kind of work in tight knit scenes. So I thought they did a pretty good job like integrating Kathy Alba. And I think Nikki Reed does like a fine, like believable job, but, but also because they don't give her the type of, they don't give her too much to carry in the film. You know, everybody who has any weight to carry, they just load up with these insane lines of just, you know, yeah. Nonsense. We'll go a little faster through the characters. Most people either like or dislike Emil Hirsch. I just think the Emil Hirsch character he has the most potential in the film to like make it a real movie, which is like you see his his mom in in sort of in and out of work and kind of in dire straits and, you know, taking him to a restaurant even though she didn't have any cash and and just kind of like trying to make it by and and, you know, she does a fine performance. but they they make him go like such a gnarly heel turn so fast. like, he goes from like taking Stacy's girlfriend to like a you know skinhead punk in like mm-hmm. you know f- fourteen minutes or something, and like mm-hmm. and and the second he's he's like going down the street, you know, he's kind of a bad boy to begin with. The second he decides like he can't hang with his house anymore, he's like going to a punk show. He's like, "Hey, what's up, Sneaky?
0: Joking? What's up, hey, punk?"
1: what's up sneaky what's up joker like he's <laughs> he's all of a sudden in like the the seedy underbelly of venice like they push him around such like radical sectors of the venice culture so fast that it, it that what could have been like a, a good and fine arc just becomes like kind of confusing and disorienting i don't
0: know well it all started when that it all started when that guy when that guy punched him and then he had to hit him with the skateboard that's like <laughs> Sophia
1: like, vergara's I, boyfriend
0: yeah so when <laughs> yeah. sofia's vergara's boyfriend um punches him and beats him up then he has to hit him with the skateboard that's what like i feel like sets him down like he's like all right i'm i'm evil now like, I'm, <laughs> I'm i'm a bad yeah. i'm a i'm a, like the bad boys unleashed
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: it was all it was all faded after that moment. He had only had one way to go, and it was into the pit. Yeah, <laughs> he had to get in the pit. <laughs> There's- and he had to shave his head, and he had to get a neck tattoo and a head tattoo. And he just saw it happen. I mean, what what I will say is that, like, just on a basic sort of narratology level, yeah, his character at least has an arc right? Yeah. And his character's arc is also linked to, I think probably the most interesting thing about this movie, which is that like, he doesn't land his tricks, but he's always <laughs> trying them, right? Yeah. Like he's like trying dope shit that no one's ever seen before. And like, it's, it's sort of a downer when he only gets a six for it, which is stupid. But like, the cool <laughs> thing is, is he's actually like being revolutionary. And like that, that itself, I think pairs neatly with you know, what seems to be the real life arc of Jay Adams, which is like, he was extremely reckless and had violent tendencies and addictive personalities and got himself in a whole lot of trouble and didn't believe great things and like did some terrible, terrible shit in his life. Um, That, you know, I think this movie could have done a better job of acknowledging, like, you know, uh, Emile Hirsch is sort of lovable even when he's like doing his bad boy shit. Like Jay Adams from a lot of perspectives is not a good person. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Did not, did not end up um, being good for the world or society. And this movie conveniently ends before any mention of that. Right. It's like, well, you know, he was very handsome and he could have, he could have just been a cokehead, but instead he was like this bad guy.
1: Yeah. So uh, yeah, I don't uh, know. I, I I did have a note that like the one thing that works in these skate sessions is that the bales actually do work to like kind of auth- authenticity size it. Um, I, there's a better oh, word really. for that. But um, no. The the funniest point going back to the Stacey thing, which is I think very often the main point, is that there's title cards to end their their to wrap it all up, which is yeah. just like kind of a thing yeah. that I don't like. But but I'm fine with it sometimes. I'm a Can't Hardly Wait fan. Doesn't matter. And uh, what he does is he goes, Stacey Peralta went on to found The Bones Brigade, which first sponsored Tony Hawk. <laughs> and he became an award-winning filmmaker. And you're like, oh, oh, okay, brag yeah. much? And yeah. and then he cuts to... to j boy. and he and he goes, he says he just got out of jail from drug charges. and he's yeah. and, he, and he skates and surfs. It was like, yeah. it was like, damn dig. like, ouch. A, a, yeah, after he like basically just like said like how hard Stacy ruled, he's like, yeah. And then, uh, Jay Adams basically just like went to jail for drugs because he sucks. and like he like skates a little bit now. but like, yeah.
2: He also went to jail for the being found guilty of felony assault for the involvement in stomping to death a gay man. So it like to to just sort of like, oh, he went to jail for drugs is like a real, you know, ambiguous thing to say. Oh, it could have been that he had like an, you know, an eight ball in his pocket and he got well wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. Yeah. Again, um, very selective.
1: Yeah, yeah. It is selective, but I think I think that's what I think is funny is like what is omitted and what is included are always choices, right? Right. And of course, the like the uh, the assault case is like you know should not be stricken from the record, but but this movie is not even shouldn't be the record. You know, that's the documentary that should be the record, but it's like why are you saying that he? had drug charges. Like, what is that relevant to in his getting out of right. jail? Like, is this, are you wrapping it up to say that like, he still skates? Like you don't need to reference that he was recently in and out of prison. I don't like, it's like, yeah, you could say he like, after, you know, after a tough life, like Jay has returned to the sport of skating and surfing. Not that you need to, of course, you know, whitewash with that card either, but it's like, It's just it just seems like a like a dig or something where he's like, yeah, Jay fucked up and I won an Academy Award or whatever the fuck (laughs) spirit award, I think.
0: Yeah, he's like, he's like, he's like, uh, he's like, well, Stacy, after uh, generally making a lot of right decisions, he kind of made it out of there just fine. He's like, he's like, he's like. You're not
2: going to believe it, but things went pretty good for Stacy. Yeah, with a lot of
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, you know, with a lot of hard work and some good decision making. Uh, you you know, you're gonna start the company that's (laughs) that finds Tony Hawk.
1: Yeah, real quick. Did you guys notice the (laughs) Emil Hirsch's uh Kevin Bacon Footloose angry dance montage when he just gets like pissed that his that his mom and boyfriend are breaking up? He like gets so pissed he has to
0: like thrash down the street yeah he's got to go surf it out they they all they all do um or I, I shouldn't say they all i know i know j-boy and um stacy both have like a and maybe tony has this too i don't remember it offhand but they all have like a moment where like they go skate like for them like when they're not when they're upset about something like i think um I think Stacy's like at his job and somebody says something. I, I don't know. There's, there's always he like goes there, like there, out
1: back and she yeah, yeah. goes
0: out back and like throws the apron down and like, uh, <laughs> and like skates it out. And like Jay like gets mad about his, his, uh, his home life. So he goes and like thrashes his, it out, you know? And I don't remember if Tony has that scene, but I'm just going to assume it. He does.
1: Yeah. Um. And then, and, and then there's, there's one more scene with, with Emil Hirsch. And I actually thought that this moment could have worked if it wasn't so like, so overtly like sweet in its imagery, but it's when he skates down to the pier after the the fire, you know, and they they say they're gonna take it out, and of course, this has like a very yeah. like symbolic uh, thing, you know. the 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 pier was sort of their 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 hideaway, like to 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 be engaged with their youth, and uh, and Skip, you know, Heath Ledger comes behind him, and they they like trade some words earlier on he fucking skates to the pier and like jumps off it into the sunset which is like really bizarre but but the second time that he skates back you know to kind of like bring this all full circle to with him in the pier skip Engbloom is there i just had to pay the rent hey man your mama she has to eat right she has to eat And then they, they fade out to the Neil Young song, uh, old man. It's like both of them in the frame. <laughs> and I'm like,
0: they just couldn't resist, dude. Just well and then, and then yeah. yeah, and then he writh- he rolls off the thing into the water, which is really really scary.
1: Yeah, but that's, that's how you get it out. <laughs> my my I- favorite,
0: my favorite, kind of going back to what we talked about, it, like about the like the very deliberate uh dialogue, my favorite line from the movie. I think J-Boy says it, but it's like when they're starting to get sponsored and stuff and he like he like looks at his friends in the in the parking lot of the gas station. He's like, "You know what I'm thinking, bros? We're going to be on summer vacation for the next 20 years." Yeah. I was just like I was just like thinking I was like, "You know, Ted and I were skating yesterday and we were having a lot of fun. It was maybe it maybe was one of the best days of our lives yesterday when we were skating in the park." But if he'd have turned to me and said, "You know what, Tim? We're going to be on we're going to be on summer vacation for the next 20 years. I'd be like, okay <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, thank you for that. um <laughs> I don't know yeah. just just a funny 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 piece of dialogue in the movie where it's like it's obviously written from the standpoint of you're looking back 20 years to to write this, but it's like I don't know it's just a, it was just a that was just a, one of my favorite lines of the whole movie. Oh yeah.
2: Do we have moments that we feel like they got it right? Like it I think the moment when Heath Ledger is in in the back of the surf shop that he's sold to some like polo shirt wearing corporate entity or whoever these people are who swoop up and flip old surf shops into new (laughs) surf shops. Yeah, yeah. When the kid walks in and he's like, When's my surfboard gonna be ready? Yep. we got an ETA on that six seven twin fin. Yeah, I'll tell the kid he'll be surfing by Saturday, boss. Beautiful. Okay, thank you. And the the guy walks in the back, and Ledger's like, ah, "Tell him he'll be on, he'll be surfing by Wednesday." Yeah. And like corporate guy takes off, and we're left alone with Le- Ledger and a bottle of whiskey or brandy. Yeah. And the the surfboard that he's sanding and 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 Rod Stewart's Maggie May comes on and it's just a it actually is a sort of kind of beautiful moment um,
1: that is one of the other only moments human that are scenes, sort of kind yes. of beautiful yeah yeah
2: it is it's nice and there, again be, largely because there's no dialogue and Ledger just gets to act well there um, yeah, are there, it, are there moments that for you guys that worked.
0: Well in that in that part he you like you see that he's like, all right, you know, what like I'm working on a boss. Like he's like humbled to being like, you know, he's not the Yeah. But and also I could be totally wrong about this. I'm not gonna go back and Uh, find out. I think the new owner of the surf shop is the guy that he vibed out of the store earlier in the movie. I'm not sure about that. Oh, that they said go back, go browse in the valley kook. I think that is the dude who owns the shop later, but I could be totally (laughs) wrong about that. Maybe I just made it up because I was making up another movie while I was watching it. I don't know, but uh, (laughs) um, but but like you see that uh, you see that Skip is like, you know, obviously he's humbled. He's bummed because he works for someone else. But then like he has that moment where he's like, it's all back to the, like I'm making a surfboard. It's all back to what, like, that's what I'm passionate about. Like he's kind of got like, he right. starts looking at the surfboard, like really like passionately, like it's all back to like, what I love is, is shaping surfboards. Yeah. 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 Uh,
2: no longer throwing them off roofs. Now I'm shaping <laughs> them again. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, I, I think one moment they got right. Um, and I can speak from personal experiences. Like, you know, we've all skaters, we've all, you know, gone into schoolyards. We've all skated. We've all jumped the fence. When my friends and I get to a skate, to a school to skate, we always. Throw our boards over the fence at the exact same time and immediately start climbing the fence in unison, just like they do in this movie. We never take turns. We never yeah, hand the backpack over. Of fence. Yeah, we yeah, never yeah. like hand the backpack over or under. We never look for uh, opposite ways. Nobody ever hops the fence first and then opens the door from the inside. We all just attack the fence <laughs> at the exact same time and th- wh- while first throwing our boards over the fence. Uh, yeah, yeah, enthusiastically. Yeah. So I think they they nailed that. <laughs> part of it yeah yeah
1: um no like that's what's so hard about this film it's the 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 Maggie Mae scene just like it it just does work and it's kind of a a, a completely encapsulated scene the other things are just moments they're f- they're so yeah fragmented which is like they're like a look that um that like uh Nikki Reed Kathy Alva will will, like, give for, like, two, three seconds, like, or the scene when Emile Hirsch rides up and Stacy and Kathy are together at the beach, and it's, like, there's, like, two seconds where that tension between the three of them is realized, and then, it, then somebody opens their mouth, and it's gone. Like I said, the 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 music, like, including the bales, like, when they first try to carve the wall and they fall, like, they they look a little silly, but, like, I think that's like a very real and 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 good way to portray skating instead of just like having them drop in and start terrorizing.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, you kind, you kind of mentioned it like that reminds me because you kind of mentioned it earlier, Kyle. Like I remember watching it and actually it's standing out that yeah like maybe it's only J Boy, but like yeah, it, it it he doesn't just land everything. Like it's not like a yeah. movie where they don't just right. he doesn't just pull everything. Like, like they show them like. Roll up the banks and you know, the, the pool falls Test are, them out are like, and shit, yeah, yeah, like the pool falls are really silly, but like just the ones where they're carving the bank and they like lose it and like roll out, you know, th- those are yeah. legitimate looking, you know, bales, but they're not, they're not slams or anything, but they're just like that, that part was a little bit, you know, realistic. Yeah. There, there were some things that I
1: thought, yeah, did work fine. And one of the ways in which was like Sid's inner ear thing kind of slowly. S- slow progress but they again they didn't really give him enough weight to, for you to really uh, like kind of understand that he was going through something like when they talk about his inner ear and like you just think he's kind of a dork and then he, he makes a note that he can't feel his feet the dude fucking says speed wobbles when he's like hooking up with his first girl or or just a girl at a party and like it knocks him off balance right because he's got his fucked up inner ear thing and then it turns out that that's was a brain tumor and right and 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 i think that 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 kind of like situation like the sid character actually does kind of like have like a a good believable kind of like arc or 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 story he just didn't like again i don't know the acting chops aren't there and, and there wasn't enough weight that he could
0: have really carried the implications of that through um that, right. That's another um that's another thing on the bingo card for skate movies is uh friend who's not as good as skating, but he's a huge fan of the crew and he's kind of the comic relief. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah, <laughs> that's stickers and deck right. dogs, yeah. Yeah, and that's uh Ryan Dunn in the uh, in in uh street dreams. Street like dreams, there's yeah. always there's always like the the funny dude who's off to the side who's not as good as the crew. And and not to
1: derail it, I honestly felt like um I need to look at this car- the actor's name. Just I know that um Adam Alfaro played Tony Alva's stunt double, but that fucking actor like that casting choice was so harsh. Like they gave him such shitty lines and he just delivered th- like everything at a 12 like Nickelodeon style. Like he he's yeah. just he's just brutal. Like those it was like that's like probably a tough one to pull off because of the source material. But like I just constantly found him like in, in such trouble. And the the Tony Alva character also like you never understand his rock star shit other than like a, an attempt to want to appease his dad, who he like also hates, which was like that's could be interesting, but you never quite understand the relationship because it just like seems hateful and then loving. Like
2: Yeah. With with
1: no, I reason. mean, I think
2: I think it's fair to say that on all the narrative levels of like um dramatic tension, of uh, d- desire and conflicts to that desire and motivations, and um all of the sort of like writing one oh one uh, elements, we can say that this movie fails pretty, pretty spectacularly. And and a lot of that is a matter of balance. It's imbalanced because of the ham fisted Stacey Peralta character who plays no real role in the plot. (laughs) Um, visually it sounds like, you know, it's cool. There are some cool things. Like I thought some of the camera work when they're actually following the skating gave the sort of, um, you know, hints of the experience of like, W- what it's like, like what what it feels like to be rolling on a skateboard. Yeah, um,
0: And that was Lance. Ma- I didn't that was, love uh, the, ad- that was Lance mountain filming the rolling stuff. I-, I saw, I watched a, I watched a little making of kind of in, in yeah. preparation oh, and, uh, and Lance, wow. Lance mountain did a lot of the rolling along camera, yeah. camera work.
1: Uh, that's what I mean. Every, every piece of this that, d- that does work, that really can get you to the finish line of like a minute or an hour 40 is those are like the 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 directors choices and and the cinematographer's choices and and they did a good job coordinating those things. I actually do like the look of it. Like I think it's like, oh, cool. like they they like really muted shit down like to kind of give it this like hazy kind of like vintage rock and roll grit, you, you know, very fitting of of uh, what you imagine when you go back into your memory of a California past. Yeah, I just thought all those things kind of worked. Um, yeah. But yeah, eventually the, the, the problem is that this movie purports to be a good movie where skating takes center stage. And again, it just falls to the same clumsy, gimmicky nonsense that the grinds and the street dreams of the world um,
0: at least tell you from the trailer that they're going to be. Yeah, and they they do this, they do the thing too where like they're they're like, well, no, this one, they're gonna they're gonna get it right because they have so much influence from real skaters. They have so much influence from like people who were there, people who know, because there's like cheesy skateboarding movies like that I grew up watching, like the skateboard kid and stuff that are just totally out there, like silly movies. But um, like they the more that they like kind of brag about the influence of like the real skaters or or like the the more they do those like nods and like cameos and stuff where like lance mountain is like a a guard he's like a british police officer in the background of one of the photo shoots he's a bobby yeah yeah yeah, he's like like the more that they do that stuff they're like you're like and and again i've never made a movie but i also just like just like fuck it who cares we can say whatever we want it's like it's like the more they brag about how much they're going to nail it, the more you're just like, well, then why did he ride off the roof two times in the movie? Like you're, you're (laughs) supposed to be nailing it.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. No. um, Right. Right. That's right. And uh, I, I hope that, you know, maybe as time goes by, we do kind of look into one of these like cornier ones, maybe like a street dreams episode or something, but Yeah, I've I've just been thinking about this one a lot because I remembered this being a better movie than it was. Like, you know, I watched it when I was seventeen or whatever when it came out, and it's just, it really like has some 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 pretty real complications with trying to tell the story of skateboarding and its origins, and um, you know, it's our reality is not constantly cranked to eleven. The last thing that I will say is that uh, if there is. if there is a, somebody who thinks who wants to know what I think is like a fine use of skating in a film uh the it has some corny bits but I think the last black man in San Francisco does it pretty well and uh Mike Mills 20th Century Women both of those just by teasing it in very um, yeah. very tangentially uh they do a very good job at it.
2: Well and that might that might be the final the final question to leave us with if such a thing is possible which is like can skateboarding ever be the centerpiece of a film right or or is the right way to get skateboarding on film and into a movie to to let it be texture to let it be um a sort of spiritual element rather than the main event in a film because every time it's the main event it's just been garbage
0: yes and and, and that's every and that's so far that's every every movie i mean you know granted this one isn't it, it isn't it isn't about like a typical story of like young skater wants to turn pro i mean obviously that's a part of this movie but it's not like they kind of as we talked about they kind of breeze into all that so quickly so this is like a, yeah. this movie is about like the dynamic p- between friends and stuff but you know i just every every damn skate movie they make is a, is the same story as like young skater wants to turn pro young skater wants to t- turn pro um i think I think they, I would like to be optimistic and say that people can make a good skateboarding movie, but like make the Alexis Sablon movie, like do something, do something that's not young skater wants to turn pro. Like it's, yeah, we just don't do that movie anymore. If you're going to try. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, Tim, we fucking did
1: it. We did it. Thank you for joining us. If you'd like to hear more from Tim on the, Internet radio broadcasting platform, known as podcasts. Please check out the Skate Video Rewatch podcast vert button. Kyle, fellow yes, southwesterner. We're glad oh, to have I you. Love the desert. If I can if I can take uh cred for this entire region, I hope you enjoy that crisp desert air and fuck yeah, I think we did it.
2: I think we did it too, man. Should we should we should we invite our guests to issue a trick challenge or is that getting us into dangerous territory? That, is it going to say something like a,
1: if it's a manual 50, 50, which I have yet to do, uh, we're in trouble, oh, but fuck. let's, let's, put, I haven't
2: even checked the Twitter because I'm so afraid of having to deal with the manual 50, yeah, 50. Yeah. So the sooner we can get out of that reign of terror, the better
0: Tim, you got a trick challenge. I mean, I think it's obvious. It's, roll off the roof of your house barefoot. Well, I mean, what else, <laughs> what, else, what else could there, what else trick? <laughs> no, you know what? You, bit, <laughs> you guys might hate this idea. Of, you guys might hate this idea, and I just thought of it now, but the trick challenge should be a Bertleman on a bank.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. No, that <laughs> oh. sucks. Uh, that sucks.
0: <laughs> well, you don't want to do a Bertleman on a bank after watching this movie? No, absolutely not. What do you want to do when we skate this week? Lines. Lines is, is all I'm thinking about lately, doing two tricks in a row. I don't know. All right, two I tricks respect line. it. Yeah, I don't get care a two what piece. The, yeah, get it. Get a two piece. Two do two tricks in a row. Any tricks? Just do two tricks in a row. That should be everyone's goal this week because that's my goal. The last two times I've gone skating. So let's get it. I love it, man. This thank you, is awesome, Tim.
2: Tim. Truly, thank you for joining us. It's it's been really great to have you.
0: Yeah, you. yeah, I appreciate it. I'm a I'm a big fan of the show. Uh, and uh, I would just can I just quickly say too that like guys. I want to be talking about movies for the next 20 years of our lives.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all again for listening. Our intro music is by the band Roar. Credits music by the wonderful, the talented Dylan Bryan. And our logo and graphic design is by Michael Warfel. Thank you all again. ProFlow credits coming up. song from my home One more final song from home Betsy Gordon, thank you again You're a treasure and a true friend Sean Hannafin, I trust you So let me ask you a question Have you ever seen the sun so orange Or felt it so hot? If you say you have, then I think that I must have forgot. Brian Higgins, I need your advice, simply just because I think you're nice. But will you tell me honestly if I'll be happy when I leave? I hope that I will, and I think that I might, but what if I don't find a friend to skate with at night? They don't do that over there, right? Hey Josh, it's me, Ted. Big fan of Static 2 and 3. I don't know how to say the last ones, but you want to film a line? Neil Shoemaker, you left this place. Yeah, come on! Yeah! You never saw them redevelop the space. Oh, fuck! Look at that! I think it's probably good, but it feels pretty strange to see the houses turn to rubble and the earth rearranged. In the I hope you know stone freezing that I have a good reason for Leaving the only wooden house on a concrete block I don't just want to see city lights and have a life where I walk I'm following love and I'm chasing a dream And I'm looking for a place where no one hears me scream Like when I go outside and the skin burns off my bones Pleading to Jesus Christ to just take me home Yelling for my mom and yelling for my dad And lying to my brothers like I never get sad I'm gonna blend in just fine, right? John Doyle, will you skate with me? I mean, I'm gonna need to keep posting so desperately. You've got the skills, you've got the vibe, you're the only one keeping my dreams alive. No pressure. God damn it, Evan Cunningham, I hope your life went according to plan. I never had one, and maybe that was wrong But my willy-nilly ways led me to you on Patreon.com Thank you all, thank you all, I can't wait for the fall Maybe I'll just wait around till the tractors rip out every wall Goodbye dust, hello crust Goodbye dust,
0: hello crust